Parsh itself has different kufas to it. The kufa, the first and most important kufa, not most important, sorry, the first, the first kufa, of course, of Yisrael meeting up with the Jews, for the meeting up with Mesha. We know that he brings back Tzapera with the children. Let me explain this before about why he brought Tzapera and the children at this point after Shalukhah. What does Shalukhah mean? Yisrael was not a Jew to begin with. He converted to Judaism. Was it through Mesha? Was it because of Mesha? Was it because of uh, the experience with Mesha? Because Mesha became his son-in-law. Whatever the reason might have been, Yisrael gave up a lot, a lot, a lot. He gave up more than one can imagine. The riches and the the power and the popularity, etc., etc. He gave everything up to become a Jew, to join the Jewish nation. As we all do today, some of us on a greater scale, some of us on a lesser scale. Some some refer to it as compromise. I compromise my existence, I want to be such and such, but I am doing such and such a little bit better. And some Amamish Mesias Nefesh, Bali Mesias Nefesh. I live in a home where Kashas is not their priority. It's not their priority. However, I do the utmost that I can not to ingest from the foods the non-kosher foods that are brought into the house the non-Pesach food that's brought in on Pesach I live there I have no choice but to be there and my self-sacrifice my mysterious nefesh I don't even count it as such. In a humble manner, when describing to someone else, pure humility, saying, no, I decided I don't want to eat this, I don't want to eat that. I decided I keep to this, I keep to that, I bring in this dietary law, I bring in that dietary law, I bring in this Shabbos part, I bring in I do this Kedusha Shabbos, I keep Shabbos to the utmost that I possibly can. I sometimes just sit in my own room, whether it's in a basement or whatever, with any kind of, not the most um, upstanding, or not upstanding, upscale accommodations, but nonetheless, I'll stay down there rather, 
that have to be Mechal Shabbos for the others. Is it simple? Of course not. What prompted it? Call the higher one gets, the further, further one can fall. But from the lower that one goes, the higher they can achieve. And therefore, when one goes through, shall we call it hardships of life, and they succumb to the hardships, and they give up all hope, and they just throw their hands up and say, whatever happens, and unfortunately, today's generation, that's not few and far between, I don't say it is the vast majority of the generation, but a very, very large part of our population that goes through something, and they therefore give up on everything in the world, they turn to all different sources for soles, whether it be drugs or alcohol or whatever it might be. And then there are those with the holiest of holies and shamas that turn around and tell the world, you will not, you will not beat me down. You will not conquer my soul. I will be me. I will up my standard. I will up my level in Kedusha. I'll put on my tefillin. I'll dab with a minion three times a day. I'll see to it that my kasha standard gets even higher than it should be, than it needs to be. I'll be very makbid on my chal of Yisrael, on my everything that I buy, even in the most kosher stores. I'll make sure that these are I will not succumb to what the world has thrown at me because I know that Meisha Emes is true and his Teira is true. And whether it be a man with his Davani, whether it be a woman with her Tzniyas and with her Kashras, person that overcomes this over, gets, goes through all these trials goes through all these problems goes, all through, through the, goes through all these hardships and doesn't stop <coughs> nature doesn't stop throwing it at them it keeps coming from different angles from different ways different places but yet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with his ominous wisdom HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as a loving father to each and every one of us, sees to it that you pull, you pull a little bit, I will pull you a lot. And a person could be feeling at the lowest of low and feel that people destroy their lives. But they say, no, I will not allow that to beat me. I will overcome it. And I will cherish every moment of my day and my night. And I'll make it work. I won't just make it work, but I'll make it work. Hashem, 
serving God the way it's supposed to be, the way it's supposed to happen. I won't compromise, I won't cut corners for this. Shabbos will be Shabbos, Yom Tov will be Shabbos, Yom Tov, Pesach will be Pesach. I won't allow the bumps in the road that look so obvious, seem so obvious. I won't allow them to make me make a detour, to deter me from doing and acting and living the way I'm supposed to be. Yisrael is a living example of just such. Needless to say, as the priest of almost every single Aveda Zara, almost every single idol worship that there was, not just he happened to go to the congregations, he was the priest. He was the head of the communities. And he turned around and told everybody, I am joining the Jewish nation. And in this week's passion, yesterday's good portion, Terah tells us, the Yisrael turns around, Moshe says to him, okay, you've done, you've accomplished what you need to right now, go home. And he goes home, says Rashi, he goes home to convert the rest of his family. Wow. Today's day and age, once again, very blatant how anti-Semitism is rearing its ugly head. I don't see that we had it so good in the world that we should all of a sudden get oppressed once again. I don't see that that many Jews are living in the lap of luxury. Baruch Hashem, there are those. Hashem should give them everything they want and need. They should have the koyach to be able to give the tzedakah, the charity they need to give, and to help those that are in need. Whether it be Achilas Kala, whether it be Chas Shalom, another mitzvah, Allah Ames, whether it be to support a, a Torah scholar learning, sitting in the studying Torah, whether it be a yeshiva, whether it be a an organization that helps bring children into the world. Or the other very, very worthy organizations, Tzala, RCCS, whatever it might be, that they apply their wealth in the right way. As a banker from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, since HaKadosh Baruch Hu is bestowing with you these riches, bestowing upon you these riches, He's keeping them with you as a pecodon, as a collateral. Hold on to it for me now. And when I need it distributed to X, Y, or Z, you be there. Because that's the tachlis of existence. On the vast majority, though, of the Jewish nation, we are not living in laps of luxury. Halavai, we were living from hand to mouth. I think I just saw this morning or last night of a woman that died of malnutrition and never her family and children a husband and wife and children there's a cry out for help for them 
there are many in your nation that are of needy status. The mitzvah of tzedakah is endless. We can give tzedakah and give until it hurts. And we still find plenty of people in Tzedakah. Plenty of people that need. This guy owns a house, but he's paying a mortgage. He drives a leased car, but he's got to pay for the lease. He's got to pay for the insurance on the car. He's got to pay for the gas on the car. And he has a family to support also. He has a food budget. He has an electric bill, a gas bill, a telephone bill, and a water bill. Does he live among, above his means? Everything's above a person's means. Today's day and age, the numbers that a person needs to earn is, is, is astronomical in order to be able to cover their daily needs. So, where does tzedakah begin? Where does it end? It's not well, something we can measure. Call a patient, yad, anyone that sticks out their hand, we give them. Or anyone that we know that's too proud to stick out their hands, we help them as well. So the Jewish nation is in such a status. Why are we being attacked again? Why is the anti-Semitism so great, so so grave and horrific? Why once again do you walk in the street and hear a, a person walk by you from any other ethnic and say Jew boy? Ironically. Semitism, officially, according to the Webster Dictionary, I believe, the Semite is a Jew and the Arab. But yet, you will hear Arabs curse the Jews as well. And practicing, quote-unquote, anti-Semitism, if that's not an oxymoron. Executing, not practicing. We need to we need to persevere. We need to learn from Yisrael to rise above every single obstacle and to come and to join B'nai Yisrael at the mountain and with pride. Granted, you're going to tell me, big deal. Yisrael gave up a lot. Gave up a lot. I'm not so sure he gave up his riches and his money. He gave up his status in in the in the world, his status amongst the Gentile world. Great, phenomenal, tremendous, Mrs. Nefesh. But look at the hat he traded for. He traded to become the father-in-law of the Jewish nation's leader. Needless to say, the Rebbe Shver, the Rebbe's father-in-law, who didn't give Derecheres to Yisrael. And Yisrael was able to even put give input to Moshe Rabbeinu himself. Yisrael tells Moshe in the beginning of our parsha, when the Jews are all lined up from, day, from morning till night, with their questions for Mesha, how to act and how to live and how to learn with Teda, how to apply Teda on a daily basis to their lives. 
And each one had their shilas, and each one had their dinteris already, and everybody had their questions. And Moshe sat there talking to each one individual lines and lines of people that sat there waiting for him. And Yisra comes over and says to Moshe, wait a minute, buddy. You're going to turn people off. Yeah, people are looking to get a minute, an opportunity to talk to you. I'm sure there's a percentage of those people that are online that don't really have a question. They don't really have a shayla. Or they have a minor shayla. But they know that this would get them into the door to talk to you, to sit face to face with you and talk to you, or stand in front of you. And therefore they're standing on these lights to get a bracha, to get get advice. (laughs) Yisrael says, what's going to happen? Excuse me, it's going to wear off. It's going to wear down. I can't stand day after day online and not get seen. I have a question. Why? Let me answer the answer the question. And let me go right there. Yeah, I'd love to see, sit the achidus with the Rebbe. I'd love to be alone with her. I'd love to go talk to Meisha face to face. But I got to get on with my life. I can't just stand all day long waiting to see him. I have a question though that I want to answer it, and I mean it. I really want to know the answer to this question. It's not only because I want to be able to talk to Meisha. So Yisrael says, appoint underlings, train other rabbanim, and the young and the, the lesser rabbanim can answer. This will be over ten. These will be over a hundred. These will be over a thousand. These will be ten thousand. And each guy will be his own level rabbi. And let each rabbi take their yield or field their questions and answer them and satisfy the people. I, you're not Moshe Rabbeinu Rabbi, but I know that Moshe Rabbeinu appointed you. Oh, you're under the appointment of Moshe Rabbeinu, you're good enough for me right now. You have my answer. When Moshe addresses the Jewish nation, I'll be a part of that, I'll be part of that Fabrenga Mitzvah. Will I have the schus to meet Moshe face to face? Moshe will make it his business, I'm sure. Yisrael tells him, divide it down. The very, very difficult questions and issues should come to you. Ultimately, Moshe gets punished, actually, for that expression, all that's hard for you, come bring to me. Agash Baruch says, it doesn't go to you, it goes to me. You know that. You know that I answer through your mouth. Did Moshe become too haughty about Gaiva Chazashalom? No. No. But every syllable that Moshe pronounced was accounted for. Moshe was of such a level, such a high level, that every word, every utterance that he made had significance. And each generation has a Moshe Rabbein of our generation. And we know many, many such stories with the Rebbe where 
a motion, a hand motion, or just a placement of his finger on a siddha caused tremendous things on the other end of the world even. The vast knowledge they, the Rebbe had of things that went on in Israel, went on in Australia, went on without reading the newspapers, without having a press uh, agent. The, the Israeli soldiers or, or generals or presidents or mayors or whatever they are, personalities, personality guys, that came to visit the Rebbe on occasions and had the opportunity of a Yechidus with the Rebbe, will tell you that the Rebbe spoke to them about their, uh, their territory as if the Rebbe lived there all his life. He knew more about what was going on than they did. So we merit merit to have a Meish Rabbeinu in our generation. As it says in Zeah, that each and every generation has a part, a spark of Meish Rabbeinu. Because how else can we possibly exist? This Kedusha of the Meish Rabbeinu of our generations is the umbrella that carries us over, that protects us from the rainfalls, from the snow, from the elements, and helps us and guides us through to achieve and to reach goals of magnitude that we had never ever imagined we would think of. People that grew up in the most secular of worlds and now are finding Kedusha in everything, holiness in everything, that bind and bond themselves to the person, to the mentor, to the Rebetzin, or to the Rabbi, and they say, "What Rabbi, you tell me what I have to do. And every time I have a question, I ask you. And today's day and age, Baruch Hashem, modern technology, it's much, much easier to ask the rabbi a question, either by text or WhatsApp or this or that, and all the other things that there are. From across the globe. And David helps with Siata Dishmaya, that the person that you're asking, because you're asking this person with your intentions of being Torah active, being active with Torah and Mitzvahs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Dishmaya, gives this person the proper words and the proper answers. And therefore helps us through. As the small, younger, lesser leveled Rabbanim under Meshe Rabbeinu's tutelage were able to help. The greatness of a person, of a rabbi, is when he can say, That's out of my league. I can't answer such questions. It's above me. I can't paskin on such dinam. It's past me.
Therefore, I apply what I can, I give what I can to whom I can, and when I can. But I can't do everything. I'm not a Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm not a Rebbe. And this is therefore we learn as Yisrael comes forth and Yisrael comes to the Jewish nation attaches himself to the Jewish nation doesn't walk around with a badge saying to everybody I am Moshe's father-in-law although he was known as Moshe's father-in-law and I'm sure that there were people that looked at him and said he deserves that Echeretz as Moshe's father-in-law but we also had those that said that look who Moshe married the daughter of a guy, and the same as Moshe's brother-in-law, Aaron's child, that also is married to Yisrael's daughter, and also considered Ben Petifa, to stuff the animals for desire. They remembered this always. You had the people that always, always remembered that sin that this guy did. I, they did shuva for it. I, they repented and they begged and they davened and they brought karbonas and they fasted and they, whatever they did to try to do shuva for what they did. I remember he did this Aveda. Wah, wah. And today's day and age is even worse. Because the Rechman is part, part and parcel of our shidduch crisis. Per, a person won't do a shidduch with this person because they might have done something 30 years ago. Do we need to sometimes be weary? Yeah. But we look into it and we see, did the person straighten, bring, bring his, pull his socks up? Did the person fix his act, get his act together? No. Shem should forgive. The people should forgive. Whatever people that could forgive should forgive what he did. And let everybody move on. Let everybody grab the horn by the, the bull by the horns and ride. And ride Teda. And ride Aveda. And do and act the way they should. The Teda actually tells us of these stories of people that still mocked Yisrael. To let us know that this is the worst possible midah. To bring up, to drag up, dredge up old things from the past. In the Pasha, we also have the Aseris Adibris, the Ten Commandments. And again, something that's been said over and over but it's relevant to each and every day of our lives. The fir- one of the first times Shema Yisrael was said. The Shema Yisrael, that Pasuk, that's been on the lips of every Jew, of every martyr, as they faced the hardest of times. Whether they kept religion or not, but the words Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Achor remained on their lips. Hakadosh Baruch Hu said to the Yidden, Shema Yisrael, listen, my Jews, Anoichi Hashem Alekech, I am God, your God. And the Jews answered, 
Hashem Elekeinu, God is our God. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu said, You should not have any other gods. And once again the Jewish nation responds, Hashem Echad. Hashem is one. This is the source of the Pasuk of Shema Yisrael. Aside from when, when, when Yaakov was blessing his children and told them to make sure they're keeping the Torah, they told him, Shema Yisrael, listen, our father Yisrael, Hashem that you're talking about, Alekeinu, is our God, and Hashem Echad is the only God. We're not, we don't, Chasvashon, look anywhere else or seek anything else. This is what we take from this week's parsha, the Aseris Adibris, the Ten Commandments. As the, Ten Commandments, the Jews came to the mountain and stood by the base of the mountain, it says, HaKadosh Baruch came down Har Sinai. Till this point in time, there was a decree, a heavenly decree. What's up above stays above, what's down below stays below. Nothing from below comes up, and nothing from above comes down. At this point in time, Vayedid Hashem, God brings down the Kedusha from Lamaila to down below. Yochol, we think, says Rashi. Yordal of Mamish. Mamish came down onto the mountain. And it says, I spoke to you from the heavens. So therefore, if he was speaking from the heavens, he was not necessarily on the mountain itself. But Lama teaches us came down from above like a sheet on a bed what kind of expression like the sheet on a bed it was enough it said similar to that came down onto the mountain came down from the heaven and stayed on the mountain what does the adding in of here putting the sheet on a bed perhaps we can explain general gist of the parish as we say is the coming down of Hashem and Hasinai bringing down, as we spoke, the Chalais Kedusha on the mountain itself, tremendous concept of sanctity, of holiness, onto the mountain. And therefore, the Jews were commanded, very, very careful. Nobody dare come up this mountain, nobody even touch it. They see Gabiriyad, don't touch with hand. And we know the Yachal Haom Lale Salahar Sinai Kiata Dusa Binay Lemer Hagbel Sahar Gishasi. People were not able to go up because they knew that this, this testimony was given, the sanctification, the holiness of this mountain.
we get a question here, a head scratcher. If a Baruch spoke min and only the remnants that came down onto the mountain were there, what made this mountain so holy? Therefore, Rashi adds. Excuse me. The Shemaim was not Munachim Stama Hasin, just came down on Hasin, he just saw a cloud on Hasinai, but rather Hetzian Agabeahor Kimatzalamita. It was stretched out and paved and like a fitted sheet on a bed. When one does that, We don't look at the sheet and say, oh, how wonderful the sheet is. How special the sheet is. We now look at a bed as an entity. It's part of the bed. When I lie down on the bed, I don't lie down on my sheet. I mean, I'm obviously on my sheet. Because my sheet is covering my mattress. And you have those sheets that they have foam inside of to make it even more comfortable than the bed itself but still in all I wouldn't lie if I wouldn't if took the sheet and I put it on the floor I wouldn't lie on it why am I lying on the sheet because it's on my bed it's not an entity of its own there is you know <laughs> I get in trouble with my cousin soon if I keep talking like this to say that linen is not anything of value. Linen is a very valuable thing. And you see the beautiful sets that people have. And some people like silk sheets and some people like these type of sheets and those type of sheets because it adds to the comfort of the bed. As you get into your bed, this is what's next to your skin. Ultimately. But fact is, it's the bed that you're lying on. And both of them become one entity. This the same was Behar Sinai. Hakaj Baruch came down on from the heaven onto Har Sinai in a way that Shemaim and the mountain were made one. They were all one thing, one concept. And therefore, the mountain, at that point, was saturated with sanctity and with holiness to such an extent that one could not touch it, one could not go up. Amongst the other of the Ten Commandments, besides knowing that God is your God, and besides knowing that we're not allowed to serve other gods, of course we have the mitzvah of Kibbutzavim, honoring your mother and your father, and people sometimes say and complain and wonder, do I still have that mitzvah? 
after my parents passed? And the answer is most definitely. The way you honor your mother and father, by the way you live, by the way you exa- the example by which you live, showing what people can say to ooh, look what these people raised, look what this person is, and thereby the people are thereby you're honoring your mother and your father. By siblings staying united, staying arm in arm, looking after one another, you're honoring your mother and father. Going to each other's simchas, as hard as they may get sometimes. Travel for an hour, travel for twelve. To join in the joy and the simcha of a family member, of a brother and a a sister, a sibling. Or their child, or their grandchild, or their great-grandchild. This honors your mother and your father. But Zachar is him a Shabbos lekadshe. Remember the day of Shabbos to sanctify it. This is something that shows us how the entire Tera is intertwined with the mitzvah of Shabbos. Remember the Shabbos to sanctify it. How do you remember the day of Shabbos and sanctify it? The Rambam in Hilchas Shabbos, the beginning of Perik Chavtes, the beginning of the 29th chapter, says, Tzarech Lizkeruhu we need to remember Shabbos when it, when it comes in and when it goes out. When it comes in is with Kiddush and when it goes out is with Abdullah. The way that we find approach to remember and sanctify Shabbos is through Kiddush and Abdullah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be on vodka. If you can't handle wine either, it could be on grape juice. Definitely not a mitzvah to become inebriated from the wine that you drink. But if you enjoy the wine, it's even better. So, we find now the remembering and the sanctifying is through Kiddush and Abdullah. Within Kiddush we mention Shabbos and we sanctify it as it comes in. And through Abdullah we do this when it goes out. The question begs to ask where does it say Havdallah in this Pasuk. This prayer that we make on the wine and the candle and the psalmim on Matzah Shabbos on Saturday night, where is it brought down from this Pasuk? It says to remember Shabbos, sanctify it. We don't see anything to say when Shabbos goes out, you should also 
do something. We learn from a different pasuk. The obligation of Abdullah we learn from Lahavdul bin Akedish bin Achil to separate between the holy and the mundane. But the Rambam doesn't bring down this pasuk at all. He relies only on the pasuk Zochas Yemishamis Takachi. So therefore, we need to understand and delve into how does this interpret to not only sanctify Shabbos with the wine going in with Kiddush but even on the way out with Havdalah perhaps we can say the opinion of the Rambam says that the intention of Teda is not enough for us just to sanctify Shabbos, but we need to remember it as well each and every day. Each and every moment, we need to remember the holiness and the sanctity of Shabbos. So it's not enough just to make Kiddush on Shabbos, but we need to therefore make Havdalah when Shabbos goes out. To separate between the holy day of Shabbos and the days of the weekdays. To emphasize the unison of Shabbos, even as we return to the mundane daily life. And we say just that in the Havdalah, We need therefore, and we do so, each and every day we say, the Shia Shayim, we say Hayyim, Yayim Nishin Bashabas. Hayyim, Yayim Shani Bashabas. We don't say Bashavua, we say Bashabas. It's the first day of this past Shabbos. Or the first day of the coming Shabbos. But every day of the week we need to apply ourselves to think about and to delve into the Kedusha of Shabbos. To remember Shabbos and to sanctify it. And therefore we sanctify it, remembering it when we go into Shabbos with Kiddush, and we remember Shabbos throughout the week because we made Havdalah. This explanation comes from different in different sources we find it. What is the idea of the Havdalah on Matzah Shabbos? It's to engrave the sanctity of Shabbos into the upcoming days of the week. Through it, we continue the Kedusha Shabbos and we engrave it into the days of the weekdays. And within each day, we have etched the concept, sanctity of Shabbos. Shabbos is made to lift up, to elevate 
the mundane life and to embellish it, to enhance it with sanctity, with holiness. There are two parts to this. The Shabbos itself, that a Jew comes and is totally above everything that there is, only involved with the things of Shabbos, the davening, the learning, the eating meals, different types of meals that we have, how we prepare the meals, not having to have a hot rib steak on Friday night off the grill, but to understand that the meat is made in the oven, around the blech, it's kept there, warm, and when you're ready to eat, that's what you're going to use, that's what you're going to eat. But everything is prepared before Shabbos. Shabbos itself, you're only doing things that involve with holiness. Whereas during the weekday, we're involved with worldly matters, mundane matters, work, etc. But we therefore need to infuse within that as well the concept of the Kedusha. And do this Chulin Altaris Akedish. The mundane things in the most holy ways. Through doing this, through keeping this extra length, keeping Shabbos to its entirety, we merit that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the, uh, the rest of the week as the Ramam writes at the end of Hilchas Shabbos Kol HaShemir Es HaShabbos Uma'ango Kefikeichei anyone who keeps Shabbos and enjoys it the best of their capability and capacity Kama Furish B'Kabbalah it's already explained in Kabbalah Schare Be'lamazer his reward on this world yes and al Schare Tzofen Le'lamabah even more and what he anticipates in the world to come. It says in the Pasuk, Oz Tisanik al Hashem, Vakavesicha, Bamesa, Yaretz, Achaltiko, Nachas, Yakim, Avicha, Kipi, Avaya, Diber. And therefore you will inherit, and you will be able to totally devote and dedicate, and be able to sanctify Shabbos properly and receive the reward within this world. The Gemara teaches us also about Tesvi Shabbos. The concept of Tesvi Shabbos. Rashi says, Zohar V'Shamar. One time the Seres Adibis are written, it says, Zohar V'Shamar in Yisraeli. And in Veschanan it says, Shomer is Yom HaShabbos Akashi. What are the two concepts of Zohar remembering and Shomer to keep? Zohar comes before. Rashi says, Mikan Amru, Meisif and Mikhail al HaKedish, we add from weekday onto Kedish. Moshe Lezev should tere from fun of Machedim. Moshe of a wolf that has. It's really from above, from before, in front and behind. 
However, the Gemara itself, if you keep me score at home, there's two Gemaras, Rosh Hashanah and Yuma. Rosh Hashanah is Tesem at Aleph, and Yuma is paid Aleph on the days. Kalmakim Shinemar Shvus, Meisif Mechela Akhilish. Anytime it says Shvus, the Teda, mentions the concept of the Shvus, resting, we add from weekday to Shabbos, the, the holiness. And we explain the words of this Mechilta through the words of Gemara. Because what we learn in Gemara, wherever it says Shvus, we add. This edition of Shabbos is our din on the Gavra, on the person themselves to do it. The person themselves is required, is obligated to rest from work on Shabbos in the time of a weekday moment, which is close to Shabbos. And therefore many people don't do any work from Erev Shabbos after Chatzais. And there are those that take in Shabbos earlier. That's on the Gavra. But the time itself doesn't have Shabbos. It's not called Shabbos yet. So according to the words of the Mechilta, that Shabbos itself is Mashal Lezev Shutayrif Mephanav Achirav to the wolf the addition of Shabbos is a din on the chefza of Shabbos itself. Not the person keeping the Shabbos, but making the, the Shabbos itself keeping. That the Shabbos itself is teirefes It comes on, it takes in, it conquers, it envelops from before it and after it. And on adding this thesis comes the Kedusha of Shabbos Mamish. On the times that were added, they themselves are just to the same sanctity as Shabbos itself. How did it get so late? And the difference is, according to the words of the Gemara, that the addition of Shabbos is a mitzvah saseh. Doing melacha during the time of Tesis Shabbos, you're only Eva on the Asay itself. You're not Chayev Chil Shabbos. But according to the Mechilta, the Shabbos itself spreads before and after. Someone who does work already is still in Tesis Shabbos. is Eva Lav Leisasach Just like doing work on Shabbos itself, Chas And Yisrael said, now I know, God is greater than all other gods. Zayar Kaddish says, Matan made it possible that only after Yisrael's confession, God the God is greater than all the others, and that he himself converted, because Yisrael himself was Sitra Achadi Yisrael he was the total opposite, he was the opposite side of any Kedusha. When this Bechina of Klippa, which has no Shaykhist to Kedusha whatsoever, 
And through this also, we have the confession of the greatness of God, making it a possibility to give a Baruch Hu, the Kaj Baruch Hu, to give the Tera, by the Klippa itself, confessing to the greatness of God. And therefore we get a generation, the generations thereafter have a very special lesson in Kabbalah Satera. In order to merit, to accept the Tera, to understand it the way it's supposed to be, it's not enough that we have that holy neshama. Although the holy neshama that we have gives us a boost and gives us the power to be able to keep what we have to have. But it's not enough that the natural order of things is the fact that the holiness, the Kedusha, comes in through the holy neshama. That's not enough. And it wants to accept the Tera. The person needs to work on their own physical, mundane body. That it in itself should want to add and take from the Maesris of Elam Haza our extras that we have in Elam Haza, physical, mundane things. And this too should know and agree and want to do and fulfill the Ratzon of Hashem. Teaching us Teda, understanding it the way it should be. Only after the physical mundane body is ready to jump in and to join and to get, abo- get, get on board to be Mikhaim this Ratzon of Hashem, only then can we be a vessel for Kabbalah Sateda and we can learn it and understand it the way it should be. Again, we mentioned before, honoring your mother and your father. Rashi, the Rambam, Rambam brings that actually. Asara Sadibris, the ten Dibris. Five to honor God, five the person. And respecting your father and, your, and God, because in honor of the Creator, we have to honor the, our Father, who is joined in with the creation of the person, and therefore remains five for the person and five for the the goodness of the person. Only then, when the person as we just said before, dedicates and devotes their everything to godliness, can anything else fall into place? That is explained in Ramban. Chazal tell us there are three partners for a person. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, their mother and their father. And at the time the person honors the father or the mother, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Ma'ilani I make it, I account for them as if I dwelled amongst them and they honored me. And again, if you keep your score at home, it's on the second side on the bottom of Kedushan Lamed. Taf Lamed Amid Beis in Kedushan on the bottom. The truth is that all the things in the world were not done only because of Akash Baruch Hu. He is the one that runs the world. 
He's He supports and feeds the world. And still in all, from all the things that he does, natural in a natural way, it looks as if the person himself is doing it. Bashenki, when it comes to the birth of a child, is recognizable. This is not the person themselves that brought the child into the world. It had to be the combination of the mother and the father, and of course the revelation of God. Where God is the Nesim Beiruach and Neshama. If you keep his score in Nida, Lamed Aleph, Aleph. 31, side 1. And more than that, also the part of the father and the mother are pending in the way that HaKadosh Baruch reveals himself to them. As we know, that the birth, the strength, the Kayach of birth in creations is only the Kayach of HaKadosh Baruch because the creations on their own are only unlimited. And it's not Shaykh, they should have the strength of birth, which is something that's out of their realm, to bring up another generation to the Ain Safe. And this is not Mitzad, the strength of the Father, but rather from the Ain Safe Baruchu, that saw to it, that establishes the body of the person in this tremendous Kayach. And according to this, we can say, this is the depth of the Kavana of Divrei Ramban. Because God commanded to do so. Since the, the creation of the person is through the birth, and this is done through the ain't safe of the parents, and we find therefore within them also, only because the Baruch established within them the ain't safe, the natural way of the person. Therefore, Kabit of the aim is not the covet of them themselves, but rather the covet of God Himself. <laughs> this is the safe of the person. May we merit to honor our parents and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This very Shabbos, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayim, Shabbat Shalom to all.